Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Practicing Mind Podcast with Tom Sterner. Welcome to the Practicing Mind, What I Learned from Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Sterner, and this is episode one. That's right, so we're starting this journey together, and thanks for joining me. I want to let you know that even though we at the Practice in Mind Institute enjoy coming up with ideas for each episode, I am encouraging you, the listener, to ask questions that can help drive content for the show. What I'm going to discuss is what I feel are interesting topics from coaching sessions that I've had with clients that I've worked with over the past 15 years. Now, don't worry. No clients will be emotionally traumatized in any of these podcasts because all the names have been changed to protect their anonymity. Your questions can be about something we haven't yet covered or perhaps an aspect of something that was covered on a previous episode. And you can get your comments to me at asktom at tomsterner.com. That's A-S-K-T-O-M at tomsterner.com. So sit back and we'll get started with today's episode in just a few seconds. Okay, and again, thank you for joining me. Uh, Here's a question for you and something for you to think about. If you could sit down and have a drink with anyone who has lived in history, who would that be and why? That's a question that I was asked recently in an interview, and I really had to think about it for a bit. Now, I'm going to tell you what my answer was at the end of the show, but in the meantime, it's something for you to ponder. I'm also going to give you a special invitation. That's going to be at the end of the show, so you'll have to hang in there for that. And because this is the very first podcast in this series, I think I'd like to take a moment to discuss the format in general. Okay, as far as the length goes, I'm looking for about 10 minutes. Uh, I don't want a real long podcast. I'd like to give you something that you can listen to on your lunch break, on your way to work, while you're having your coffee. And also, if it's relatively short, you can go back and review it, which may be very helpful. Will there be guests? Well, why not? I had a talk radio show for over a year some time ago. And in the old days, it was really quite an ordeal to have somebody on and get them recorded because we were, everything was going through the phone lines, which was very low resolution. But now with services such as Zoom and Skype, it's really very easy to record somebody and bring them into a show. And over the last 15 years, I have met some fascinating people with a lot of information to share that I think you'll find interesting. So Yes, why not share it with you? Because this is the episode one of this series, I think a quick backstory is in order, but I really don't want to spend too much time on this. There's plenty of me out there on the internet if you want to find out more. Uh, I am a coach, a mentor, a presenter. I work as a consultant to both individuals and uh, large groups such as corporations. And what really put me out there was my first book, which is called The Practicing Mind, Developing Focus and Discipline in Your Life and also the subsequent book, which was called Fully Engaged, Using the Practicing Mind in Daily Life. And I would say that if you have not read either of the books and you decide you want to try one, you should obviously read The Practicing Mind first. Now, where did that all come from? Well, The Practicing Mind was born out of a personal quest for me that started when I was in my mid to late teens. And what I was after was to solve a behavioral pattern that I was very aware of in myself, and that I knew unless I changed, it was, um, I was never going to reach my potential or even feel in control. So 
you know, my personality was such that I was a very creative person. And like so many people, I wanted to reach a lot of goals that I set for myself. And I wanted to experience the results or the product of my efforts as quickly as possible. That required discipline, focus, and repetitive practice. And I had one really big problem, and that was I lacked in all of those. Uh, I was not disciplined at all. And because of my creative mind, I would very quickly burn up my initial enthusiasm for whatever it was that I had just set my sights on. And that would leave me feeling impatient, bored, and making excuses to myself as to why the next shiny object that was over there was something that I needed to pursue instead. But I did have one saving faculty, and that was what I'll call self-awareness, thought awareness. Uh, We're going to talk about that in an episode altogether. But I was aware that I had this repetitive behavior, and I saw it as just that, a behavior. It was not really who I was, and that meant that I could change it. So as I went off to college, a series of circumstances and uh, chance opportunities presented themselves, which put me on a path of learning that completely, really completely changed how I processed daily life. By the time I was in my mid-20s, my friends and colleagues were describing me as uh, one of the most disciplined and focused people they knew, which initially I thought was crazy and really kind of silly because I still saw myself in the old image. But when I sat down and thought about it, once I realized that, in fact, I had changed quite a bit and that I was accomplishing everything that I wanted, and more importantly, I was enjoying the process of accomplishing it, I was enjoying the process of achieving my goals more than perhaps the moment that I actually had the goal. And I began to ask myself, how did I get from where I was to where I am? And after reflection and contemplation, I wrote it down, and that uh, became the basis of the practicing mind. As I said in the introduction, you know, what this podcast is about is talking to you about everything that I figured out and also things that have come up in coaching experience and mentoring experience with people as we've solved problems together that I think are worth listening to and have value to you. Now, one of the core realizations that I experienced was this. Everything in life is a skill. It doesn't matter whether it's learning to walk, to tie our shoes, to play a sport or an instrument, to interview well or be a successful entrepreneur, to manage people or run a corporation. And even things that we don't necessarily initially think of as a skill, such as dealing with a family member you are losing to a terminal illness or Recovering from a broken heart, going through divorce, these are all skills. And you can tell how good you are at them based on how they make you feel. But I believe the most important skill to learn is the skill of developing any skill in the least amount of time, with the least amount of effort, and without a sense of struggle. I would even say that when you become good at this, you will experience a level of joy and even a sense of respite, as if the process of acquiring that skill and being completely absorbed in that process is similar to an escape. So what's involved in learning a skill? Well, developing any skill requires first an awareness of what the mechanics are that are involved in executing the skill. You have to know that because you have to know what you have to practice. And then it comes down to what I will call, here's my definition of practice right out of the book, It's the deliberate repetition of a specific process with a conscious intention, and it's very important, a conscious intention of reaching 
a specific goal. This is a quality of mastery. And in the course of this repetition, you must be aware of the goal, but not attached to the moment you achieve it. Now there's the snag. Attachment to the goal is what creates the sense of impatience and judgment. Uh, You look at your progress and you feel like I'm not moving fast enough. And all of these things actually don't improve your performance. They impede it. Your goals should have one purpose, and that is to act as a rudder to steer your effort. It should be a target to aim your energy at, an inspiration to fuel your stamina. But what it really must not be is it should not be a reminder of what you have yet to accomplish. So let's wrap this up with a takeaway. For me, the concept of the practicing mind, it represents an awareness that all of life is the practice. It's a process of refining our emotions and mastering different skills on a daily basis. You know, when you can surrender to that truth and become fully present, fully engaged, if I can say, in that process, what happens is you let go of the unhealthy habit of thinking that you are somehow incomplete, that you can't know happiness right now and right here. And, I, you know, that's something I, I know that I experience. You feel like happiness can't be yours until you get someplace other than where you are right now. It's in that knowing, that realization, that you begin to feel what I'm, I'm going to call real contentment. And why is that? Well, it's because you realize that no matter where you are in this moment, you are practicing some aspect of your life. And that is exactly where you should be. And then you can realize that regardless of what you were doing right now, you were in the process of mastery, even if and maybe perhaps especially when it feels unpleasant. And when you have that perspective, you will notice the feeling of struggle and you will see that feeling different. You will, your interpretation of that feeling will be that it is just an awareness that you are involved in a process of learning, a process of mastery. And here's the caveat. It takes discipline to become a disciplined person. You have to be patient with yourself to become a patient person. Just like that, you can't master something if you don't practice it. You can't practice it unless you are in the activity. So that means that if you want to be good at something uncomfortable, and who doesn't, when it shows up, tell yourself, this is when the fun starts. And look at it different. Interpret the situation differently. Learn to see it as an opportunity to develop a skill that you haven't yet mastered. And that pretty much wraps it up for our first episode together. And who would I like to meet if I could go back in time and meet someone? You know, you would think the first names that come to mind are Gandhi, Buddha, Jesus. I mean, all of these these renowned figures. But my answer was to this interviewer was myself. And why was that? Well, because I thought, you know, what would make the most impact for me in terms of a meeting with someone in the past. And I thought if I could go back in time, and who hasn't thought this, if you ask somebody, if you could go back and live your life over, would you do it? And everybody says, well, only if I could know what I know now. So if I could go back in time and sit down with myself for about two hours over a cup of coffee when I was maybe 17 years old and I could have a discussion with myself knowing who I was then and knowing everything I learned, I could have lived a tremendously different life. So that was my person. Who is yours? Okay, that wraps it up for today. And coming up on the show, let's talk about a few things. One, 
Interpretation creates experience. What do I mean by that? Well, many things that we experience during the day, we don't realize that we create the experience through our interpretation. And how does that work? I'll be giving you some examples of that and how you can change it so that your interpretation serves your happiness. And what is deliberate thinking versus compulsive thinking? Which one is better and how do you develop it? Are you the thinker or are you being thought by your subconscious mind? That's a question that we really have done quite a bit of study with in neurosciences and there's so much that we've learned about that. It's an interesting subject and it really does impact your experience of the day. And on the next episode, we're gonna talk about discipline. Discipline is power and it's freedom, and I think pretty much everyone would like to be very disciplined. It's real currency, as I would say, in today's environment. Without it, you really have no control. But what is discipline? Is it just the ability to do what you don't feel like doing when you don't feel like doing it? Well, we're going to talk about that. In the meantime, peace and a quiet mind, and I'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.